Underground markets and carding forums have flourished in the last year, according to a new report from Dell SecureWorks. Over the last 12 months, from 2013 until 2014, hackers have perfected their skills for marketing and selling high-value stolen data, and more and more are even providing enhanced customer service features to criminals who buy this stolen data in their underground forums. Here, David Shear, a network security analyst at Dell SecureWorks and an author of this new underground hacking markets report, explains how the underground is evolving and trends we can expect to see emerge in 2015. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So David, one of the things that stood out to me is that it's not just stolen credit and debit card data that is carrying a high dollar value in most of these underground forums. Today, in fact, passports, utility bills, social security cards, driver's license are also bringing high dollar sales for these hackers. Why is this other type of data so valuable? Well, it's a pretty uh, simple explanation, and that's because fraudsters now need a whole plethora of information to really you know, uh, steal your identity and to steal everything you have. And namely things like, you know, passports or drivers, like, is there any, any identification that you can think of is now being used in sort of this way to bypass authentication that these merchants are now trying to put in place to kind of protect people. But it's uh, also helping these criminals to, you know, major types of fraud, maybe call it a loan in your name. So it's being used constantly just to enhance all their uh, evil deeds. So, David, would you say that some of this additional information about cardholders that's appearing in some of these forums, such as a driver's license number or a social security number, is this kind of data deemed to be more valuable today than this stolen card data itself? Well, I guess it depends how we look at uh, pieces of information. It really depends on the criminal. If they're looking for a short-term payoff, right, they're going to use just the card, most likely. And if they're looking for a long-term or a larger payoff, they're going to be using things like you know, the passport, the driver's license, all that to really encompass this big fraud circle. And usually the more experienced fraudsters are going to use a combination of both the cards and your uh, private information, such as a driver's license. The money value, I would definitely say, it's, it's going to be more expensive if you're trying to buy these identifications. There's definitely more value for the skilled criminal who wants to put in time and effort into really, uh, I guess, stealing your identity, whereas with most pieces of credit card or what have you, they only give short-term money values as opposed to the long-term large payoffs. Now, something else that this report notes is that there's been an uptick in the sale of so-called premium credit cards. How would you define what constitutes a premium credit card? Premium credit card uh, is basically a credit card that just has a much higher limit, and there's usually far less restrictions, which is perfect for a criminal who's trying to take money out of these cards. And so with fewer restrictions, would that mean that this could perhaps be a corporate credit card? Or what type of card would have fewer restrictions? It's not always necessarily a corporate credit card, but it is more times than less just basically a premium card that any person could have, not necessarily associated with a company or whatever have you. So, David, when you talk about the premium credit cards, are there any types or any specific brand of card that stands out more than another that brings a higher value in some of these underground forums? The specific cards that we really see when we talk about, you know, premium cards would have to be cards like the Visa Gold or the American Express Platinum. Those cards that have the high available credit limit but have less restrictions. That's really what we are talking about when we scour for these types of cards. And whose information would you say, David, is most likely to be stolen? Is this data that's being stolen primarily from U.S. citizens, Western Europeans, business executives? That answer is not so clear-cut. At this point, criminals are just going after whoever they can. Of course, I'm sure that they would 
love to get some rich business executive or whatever they can. But now we're seeing with these, you know, recent breaches, things like uh, retail stores. You really do see these uh, criminals going after pretty much just everyone. And for that reason, it's, they're not really going after any flood group. They're just going after anyone like And are there any specific geographic regions that they're going after more so than others? Uh, if we had to pick, it would be most likely uh, America, mainly for the fact that Americans utilize credit far more than uh, any other country, realistically. And merchants also tend to have a little less security in the U.S., whereas other countries are trying to implement, like, chip systems and things that would make it a little more difficult to steal your uh, credit cards or your identity. And you've noted that, for the most part, Americans are the ones who are often compromised in, in many of these underground forums. So it's the U.S. credit cards that seem to bring in more value or that seem to sell more just because we have more credit cards in the U.S. and they're used more often. But are there any other data points about the cards themselves that you could highlight as far as the value or the number that are appearing in some of these underground forums? We definitely see a lot more American credit cards. I mean, for example, in one dump alone had about 14 million U.S. cards. Another dump had about, you know, almost 2 million credit cards. You know, the sheer amount of American cards probably compromised. And then, David, what about the forums themselves? What have you learned about those who are operating these forums and those who are actually patronizing the forums? Are these hackers or hacker criminal groups themselves, have they changed? Well, I think for the most part, it's not the people who are changing necessarily. Say a lot of it is coming down to this increase in customer satisfaction. Nowadays, these criminals are starting to realize that there's so much competition that they're kind of having to up their game. They're now making sure that whatever you buy, you're guaranteed which is something that, you know, we've seen before, but not really in such a large number and such quantity. That's a good point, David. I'd like for you to elaborate a bit on this evolution, if you will, that we've seen in the carding forums and the way that they're marketed. We've heard about customer service options being provided by hackers in the past, but over the last year, has there been an increase in the type of service that's provided, or how has that evolved? In the previous years, you would see maybe whatever you buy, um, whatever illegal good, most likely, you kind of had to deal with whatever happened. Let's say you bought some credit cards. You would only get a guarantee of some would work, and if they didn't work, that was your problem, not theirs. Now, with so many hackers flooding into these markets, that now they have no choice but to, let's say, offer this 100% guarantee right where I'm buying 10 cards, but only five paid off. They're going to give me five in replacement just to make sure that I'm happy and then I keep coming back. We've also seen a lot of escrow services pop up where these hackers have to wait for the pain to go through. So that way it's a little harder to scam people and I get my goods and then they get their money. So it's a nice equal level playing field. David, why can't we shut these sites down? Well, there's a few things that come into play for that. The first might be that a lot of these we don't want to necessarily shut down, right? All the, uh, the known criminals, right, in one little place. Why not sit there and watch and see what happens? So for that reason, they like to leave some kind of as a you know, poll to push them all in and just monitor. The other reason is that a lot of these websites are hosted in hostile countries that the U.S. doesn't have jurisdiction. And these websites are also utilizing bulletproof hosting, which has made it harder for, let's say, uh, their rivals to take down the website. So it's just it's all out. It's a huge battle that more times than less never pans up. Again, we've just heard from David Shear of Dell Secure Works. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.